Welcome to episode 7 of the Nerds Landing Podcast. As always, my name is Josh. And I'm Scott. Alright, Scotty. So, the leaves are turning colors. It's cooling down out there. That means two things. Halloween and football. Football. Alright. So, we're going to talk a lot about football this week because, Scotty... You could be a football nerd, can't you? Oh, you can absolutely be a football nerd. You can yeah. be a sports nerd. Yeah. We like nerds of all kinds. You can yes. be a Game of Thrones nerd, a music nerd, a basketball nerd, a football nerd. Uh, we don't know any baseball nerds, but you can definitely be a baseball nerd. Absolutely. There's right. plenty of games for that. Yes, there are. Uh, so, uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, the new Madden NFL 18. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming NFL season. And a little bit of uh, video games history here on the Nerds Landing Podcast. Uh, but first, we're going to talk a little bit about a big movie that's coming out this weekend. We try to stay current on the Nerds Landing Podcast. Uh, so this Friday, Stephen King's It hits theaters. Are you going to go see that, Scotty? Come down and float with us. Yeah, I'm going to see it. All right. I'm going to see it. So let's just be honest. Yeah, neither of us are really <laughs> horror movie aficionados. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly going so I can watch other people bitch out completely <laughs> and, you know, throw their popcorn all over the place. Hell, I might be one of them. You know, this isn't really my scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, supposedly Stephen King said it was, it terrified him. So. Oh, well. Um. Gave it up for the producers, I guess. Preemptively. Yeah. Uh, because I remember seeing the pictures yeah, you know, when they first started talking about the movie, I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. Uh, but then I started thinking about all the hilarity of people watching the movie that should not be watching the movie and yes. watching their reactions. Yeah, that's plus, gonna be pretty good. Plus, we we run a pop culture podcast. We got to at least talk about it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about horror movies. Um, what was the first horror movie that scared you as a kid? Uh, Scream. Scream. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, Scream came out, you know, in the 90s. Um, and I was born in 91. So I'm, a, you know, elementary school kid. Right. And um, I had an older stepbrother at the time. He was supposed to be babysitting me because my dad and my stepmom were on a date, whatever, doesn't matter. They were okay. somewhere. They weren't home. Um, you know, here I am, this seven-year-old kid. And I'm just chilling in my room, minding my own business. And then I happened to um, walk to the kitchen, which I had to pass the living room to do that. And my brother was watching Scream. It was at the very beginning where okay. um, where that person's tied up to the chair and, okay. you know, like it just scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, Reese, not Reese Witherspoon, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Is in the first movie, and then they show it to the house, and they have her boyfriend tied up and all that. Yeah, the um, funny thing is, is, like, they apparently, I mean, I'm too young, I was too young to, to know at the time, but right. when they were shopping the movie and doing all the advertising, they really shopped, like, Drew Barrymore is in this movie. Yeah. And she was in, like, first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like, when they were, you know, trying to get people to come see the, the right. fucking movie. Yeah, so. as they were building hype for it. They're like, yeah. it's Drew Barrymore, America's Sweetheart. It kind of reminds me of uh, the other guys 
and it's like uh, you go in the rock and Sam Jackson are in it for the first five minutes, but I don't remember them necessarily being in the marketing for the movie that much. Uh, I don't even remember like knowing that they were going to be in it until yeah. I saw it. Yeah, it just reminds me. It's like, oh, these big stars are in this movie and now they're dead. So, um, so for me, the first movie that really, really scared me uh, was Halloween H2O. Uh, I think that came out around 1998. And uh, I just remember it being on TV and you know, probably one of my cousins watching it or something like that. And just the way that those movies are shot in the music, the Michael Myers music gets me more than anything I've ever seen. It scares me more than slasher flicks, uh, paranormal stuff, anything. That music still gets me. And I remember going trick-or-treating around that time and seeing somebody in a Michael Myers mask it I, to this day I don't really watch the Halloween movies yeah that's um, had a similar experience with Bram Stoker's Dracula like again saw it when I was way too young to be watching scary movies oh the movie yeah um, it, it's a great movie like yeah. now I, I have an appreciation for it but back then you know again I'm in elementary school I should not be watching scary movies yeah um, to, to this day I, I still like have have trouble staying in a basement with all the lights off and i'm home alone like, oh yeah like, like um, i bolt up the stairs yeah and i think that comes i have that too and it also comes from dracula but it's from the play uh have you ever been to the play oh yeah it's amazing especially okay. especially in you know the louisville actor theater yeah, yeah we're really lucky to have such a good theater um, close to t- in, in town like that um, it's great it's they, it's so well done but when you're six six or seven um, yeah I might even been eight but I don't remember but I remember you know the the screaming and um, at one point they turned Dracula into like a more grotesque version of a vampire and he runs up the stairs and they got really close to me you know I couldn't sleep for nights uh, nights and nights in a row and then after that, whenever I was downstairs by myself, uh, like when I would turn the lights off, I could like envision it behind me. So I would run up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you may be doing the same yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't see the play until high school. Yeah, um, but the, I was the definitely movie, in elementary school. Yeah, the, the movie definitely messed me up. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, vampires don't really freak me out that much anymore. Uh, don't not so much zombies, um, but I think what makes it kind of scary, it, at least uh, I don't know as much about the original you know TV series, but uh, I do know that this current movie is uh, set in 1989. So kind of kind of that retro vibe kind of makes it even creepier to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, I mean, God forbid if it was set in the 70s. Holy shit! <laughs> you know that's creepy by itself. Right. Do you imagine if they redid like Night of the Living Dead or something like that <laughs> in current time? Because <laughs> oh, um, honestly, growing up, we didn't go see horror movies. Uh, we didn't show them in the house. In the house, uh, you know, my dad hasn't paid to see a horror movie um, since like the original Amityville Horror. Yeah, that's like the seventies. Yeah, that's that's really old. And he kind of passed that. Eh, I don't really need it kind of vibe on to me. 
Um, but I tell them it's like we can watch gangster movies where real people kill other real people and it doesn't bother us. But you know, any type of monster, we're like, ah, yeah, not for us. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we're gonna go see it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'll survive it, and I'll, I'll probably, yeah. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm not gonna sleep well that first night. Yeah. I just, I know I'm not. I, I'm, I just gonna take some caffeine pills or something and just not sleep at all. Just, just plow on through it. Yeah. Just play Destiny Two. Yeah. I was gonna say Destiny Two or maybe Madden NFL 18. Yes. Segway. Yes. Um, all right. So, uh, Madden, uh, Madden, <laughs> Madden NFL 18 came out about two weeks ago. Um, you know, for any of you gamers out there. Uh, you know, sometimes sports video games get a bad rap. They're like, oh, it's the same thing every year. Uh, why do you plunk down your 60 bucks every year when they should just do a roster update? Well, here it is. It's quite different this year. The The Frostbite engine has really yeah. made the graphics just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the long shot storyline uh, really kind of amplifies the... I don't know if you remember back, like... Madden 08, Madden 09, back yeah. when they had an actual like career mode. Um, yeah, you just picked a you, create a player. Yeah, and you, you create win. a pair, uh, create a player, and you you know get drafted. All 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 that um, garbage. It really was an interesting um, play mode, but it didn't really get utilized much. It wasn't that great. Uh, just kind shots, of bare bones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this long shot story mode really has a way. I think it catapults them to the next level okay. and brings like a um, NBA 2K my career mode vibe to okay. Madden. So you feel like um, it might bring in some more people that you know don't really feel like paying sixty bucks for a sports simulation, but if they get a deep sports simulator and they get a story mode that might kind of you know, add some variety to the package for them. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm I'm one of those people that. It just got the regular edition. You know, I paid the 60 bucks. I yeah. really regret uh, not getting the GOAT edition just just so I could have had the game three days earlier. Like, yeah, know, I'll, I'll I, be I honest. Mean, that's why I did it. You know, to, I, um, I got the special edition so I could uh, just get an extra couple nights of games in because, you, know, you know, I'm so busy these days. I never know when I'm going to be able to play. Um, <clears throat> so we talked a little about that new story element. Um, and you mentioned the NBA My Career Mode, uh, which has gone really story heavy over the last couple of years. Um, of course, a couple of years ago, they had a Spike Lee story. Garbage. Yeah, terrible. Um, now, the story itself wasn't bad, but it kind of made you feel like if you didn't fit a certain mold, wasn't directed toward you. That's all I'll say about it. Look, we're not politically correct. Basically, you know, Spike Lee, Spike Lee. Uh, great director in his in yeah. his own respect, um, but you know the they they didn't make it a race neutral story. Yes, you know I I'm a white guy. I like to play the video game as a white guy because I like to think that it's me. Right, and with the Spike Lee storyline, my twin sister was an African American woman. Right, like, and your parents were also African American. Like, could we not now, have just made it adopt? Like, I don't my adopted family. Now, I don't mind that it was a African American um, story with African African American characters, but if you tell me that I can create a guy 
that looks however I want him to look, and the whole idea is that maybe he'll look something like me, it's a little odd that if you that you don't make something that kind of represents every fan. Yeah, um, I mean... Well, kind of like in the long shot story mode that you mentioned today. You don't create what that character looks like, do you? No, you don't. You play a mode about a character that the developer of the game created. You're playing their vision instead of trying to mix your vision with theirs. Yeah. So I think that's more of a... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is appropriate, but it makes more sense to go that direction. Yeah, and, you know, I, I would have actually really... There were aspects of the Spike Lee storyline that I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, it was really well done. Uh, kind of like problem, the college games, for sure. Yeah, the only problem I have with it is, like, you just just make it to where I'm adopted into that family. Right. Not a, not a twin. <laughs> yeah, it just... Um, it just kind of took you out of it because, you know, um, if I create a, a Caucasian basketball player to play in the game, it just doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> uh, in the context of the story. So I'm all for um, narrative driven uh, career modes, but my view is that they should really kind of set those aside, make it its own thing. Uh, for example, did you play much of the my career in NBA 2K last year? Yes and no. Okay. Um, so the the daily grind of going to practice and yeah. you know go answering your text messages and all that stuff while I'm cool uh-huh. uh, was just too much for me. Like I just I just wanted to be an all star and yeah. win multiple MVPs and multiple championships. Now, so you didn't really get much out of the Michael B. Jordan uh, inclusion. Now, now that storyline was cool. But it didn't really affect uh, like, things much. Yeah, like the cutscenes, I really enjoyed the cutscenes. Yeah. Just like I said, the the daily well, grind of going to practice so that you can, you know, boost your attributes. Well, I like, get it, but I, I didn't like that he was an actual player on the team because, like I said, I can either have my slice of realism of the sport or I can have my cool kind of fan fiction aspect. I don't like it when they mingle together so much. Um Yo, but back to the um, the new mode for Madden. Uh, I think there's some you know big stars that make some appearances, right along the way. Yeah, um, some guy by the name of Dan Marino. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he shows up. Um, you've also got he's not a big star <laughs> by any means, um, but the veterinarian from the ranch that's on Netflix, he is Devin Wade's high school coach. What's the actor's name, or do you know? I have no idea. That's okay. why he's not a big guy. Big, okay, big name. Just guy, somebody that f- filled the role. I thought it was cool because you know he's well, from the ring. In side note, apparently last year in NBA Two K, uh, Hannibal Burris. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was in the barber shop. Uh, Hannibal Burris is in literally everything now. He's in yeah. every movie, every commercial, every TV show. Him in um, what? What is the Daddy's Home? Him and Daddy's home is pretty good. Yes, he is funny in that. <laughs> yeah, are you gonna see that sequel, Daddy's Home too? Yeah, I am. Um, mostly because I, I really want to see uh, Mel Gibson in a movie. It's been too long, and he's <laughs> just—he's utterly ridiculous. And I just can't wait to see how it happens. Yeah, I mean, especially in these type of comedies, he gets to play a certain type of role. Yeah, I've got some opinions about Mel Gibson, but, you know, it won't be too bad to see him on screen again. 
with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. But. I mean, he's he's an eccentric man. Yeah. Let's let's put it that way, and I think it comes out in a positive way in comedies. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little uh, racist and inflammatory when he's had a few, but you know, um, he, he's still getting roles somehow, but. Anyway, uh, switching gears. Uh, so I think we both spend most of our time in Madden playing the franchise mode, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. I okay. have like three going on right now. Oh, three different franchises already? <laughs> I'm addicted. Are they all with the Cowboys? No, I've got one with the Cowboys, one with the Buccaneers, and then I'm doing a rebuild with um, the Jets. Okay. Uh, which one you played the most so far? Um, honestly, it's, it's about... 33, 33, 33, um, okay. honestly. Well, um, I am doing one with the Los Angeles Rams. And I had started one, but it turned out that the roster hadn't updated yet, so I was missing a lot of key players. Oh, uh, so you didn't have Sammy Watkins. Correct. Uh, so I restarted, and then uh, it's like, well, I'm not going to go anywhere with Jared Goff as my quarterback. So I uh, made a couple trades. Uh, I got uh, Dwayne Allen uh, from the Packers. And then I got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, from the uh, from the Patriots, and he is spectacularly mediocre. Uh, he's a seventy nine in the game, uh, but you know, I, I there really weren't any quarterbacks, you know, eighty five, ninety or above that I was going to be able to trade for. Um, it. How would you say, you know? Um, the franchise mode is going this year. Do you think it's pretty much the same as last year? Um, I mean, for the most part, uh, the majority of it's the same. I do like the different uh, play modes. You know, you got arcade, simulation, competitive. I think that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, nice little feature. But other than that, I mean, it's basically the exact same. Okay. Uh, yeah, it feels pretty much the same to me. Uh, I like some of the options that they have um, added over the last couple of years where you can uh, fast forward a game, you know, if you're, if you're up by four touchdowns, instead of making you play another half, you can just kind of fast forward the game, see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, because you know, sometimes you don't have time to sit and play three or four games in a row. You just got to play when you, when you can. Um, it, if you could make any changes to the game on the franchise mode, what would you do? Hmm. That's a good, uh, I would change the scouting a little. Okay. The scouting is, um, and unless you play Madden too much, or you know, pull up YouTube and figure out how to scout, um, mm-hmm. scouting is really hard to understand. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't get a lot of scouting points a week, and you lose fifty percent of the rollover points. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just tough. Yeah, you know, especially in the NFL. Uh, we're playing an NFL game where you have so many positions and you have so many draft picks every year. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different than the NBA uh, because there's only five different positions and you have a, a easier way to get in and say, okay, I need this type of player. This is who I'm going to scout. But in any given year, you can need four or five different new players uh, at several positions on a football team. Yeah. Um, another thing about sports video games now, and I was thinking about this the other day, do you think that people that don't know anything about sports can hop in and succeed in a sports video game? 
Yes and no. Um, I think you have to at least know the basics of video games. Yeah. um, Which has nothing to do with sports. Uh, It's kind of the opposite. But, um, you know, if you you know, you know, what the buttons are on an Xbox or a PlayStation Mm -hmm. controller, if you're very familiar with playing either console, Mm -hmm. I think you can hop in and you won't know the plays. You won't understand what you're running. uh, But you'll at least know, hey, throw to X throw the triangle you know yeah. that kind of stuff well you know just imagine a scenario of being handed a copy of uh madden 18 and you have no context of who any of the teams or players are could you imagine trying to pick between 32 teams be, you know not knowing anything about the sport yeah it'd be kind of tough it would be um i actually had i, I was big in college basketball mm-hmm before I became an NBA fan. I yeah. didn't become an NBA fan until 2003. Okay. And it was because of NBA Live 2003. Throwback. Um, well, I can't even remember. Uh, it was either... Who, who's on that cover? I want to say Jason Kidd. Okay, Jason Kidd. And Maybe. Then, um, but it was when he was on the Nets. Okay. And... Um, that team's going to be in NBA 2K18, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um but like I had a similar situation, like I, I knew I, I knew a little bit about college basketball, but I didn't know anything about NBA. Yeah. Uh, and then I was at my uncle's house. I was bored one day, so I popped that in and um, like, uh, what what team? Do I, so I just I just played as the Nets because that was the cover athlete. Like, I yeah. didn't have, you know, he's on the cover for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, there's people out there that aren't sports fans that like the sports video games. That seems kind of odd to me, I guess. Yeah, I, I I feel more invested in sports games because I'm a sports fan. Yeah, uh, and to me, sports games are kind of the original fantasy sports uh, because you had the option to trade players, uh, create teams, uh, create new players for the rosters. So I think that <laughs> you know while you know fantasy sports is you know, one probably the biggest thing going now, especially for football, uh, they definitely owe a debt to the original, you know, sports video games and, you know, especially NBA Live, Madden, NBA 2K, you know, games that really put the fantasy element and the simulation element, you know, in the sports video games. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the new pro football season. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Hopefully this will be up either tonight or tomorrow night. Um, so tomorrow night uh, in the first game, uh, the Chiefs uh, take on the Super Bowl winning Patriots. Um, I guess we don't really need to talk about that. I mean, it's the first game of the year. You know, I think you know most people would expect the Patriots to come out and defend their home field, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I would love the Chiefs to win. Uh, I just don't think it's in the cards for them. You know, they got a, yeah. they've got a rookie running back. They've got a sophomore yeah. wide receiver. I mean, I just, I just don't see it in them. Yeah, even though uh, Julian Edelman's out, you know, for the Patriots, uh, you know, they still have a ton, a ton of weapons. Yeah, I mean, they got Brandon Cooks, they got Gronkowski, arguably the best tight end of my, um, I don't know, my my entire lifespan, probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably the best tight end ever if he could just stay on the damn field. Um, so, just a quick uh, question for you, uh, starting with Week One, it's going to be a you know, football is one of those things where it's like it it comes and goes so quickly. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl just in just a few months. 
So who do you think is going to make it to the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I would love for the Raiders to make it, uh, just because I think they would have made it last year if not for Derek Carr's injury. Okay. Uh, and it's their last year in Oakland. So I, Actually, I read something interesting today. I thought it was their last year in Oakland, too. Uh, they're going to be there for at least the next two years, maybe three. Oh, okay. So I thought that was – you're right. That's kind of the general perception is that they had one year and then they were going to be hot-tailing it to Vegas. Um, apparently Vegas, uh, and you know, the city there, they're, they're going to take their time, you know, building that new stadium and getting it in the right spot and all that stuff. So, um, here's a question for you. We live in an area where we're relatively close to pro sports teams. Um, you know, for in Louisville, Kentucky, you can root for, uh, at least regionally, you can root for the Colts, Pacers. Um, even the Tennessee Titans, I would say. Could you imagine living in a team, living in a team, living in a city with a professional sports team, investing money in tickets, uh, the apparel, uh, shit to put on your car, your house, and then that team leaves? Could you imagine that feeling? Yeah, I'd, it it would it would hurt. Yeah, it it would hurt. I I would uh, I would feel disrespected, even though they don't know me. Right, they, they have no idea who I am. They don't even know my name. Well, that's kind but. of the the interesting disconnect that we have with sports fans. It's like we even refer to the team as we. Right. It's like we're getting a new running back. We made it to the Super Bowl. Because I think what players and owners seem to forget is that there is no league without fans willing to pay to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, teams like the the Jets, teams like the Browns, that just seem set. I mean, even in the NBA with the Sixers, they just seem set on tanking. Right. How, how can you do that to your fans? You know, your fans have to look forward to something. And if, well, I'm, a, if I'm in Cleveland, I'm buying Cleveland Brown tickets because, A, they're super cheap, and, B, I can see... Pittsburgh, I could see, you know, I, all these yeah, good it's teams. like you're not paying to see the fucking Browns. And that's sad. I mean, yeah. you know, it's their city. They should be a proud to be in Cleveland yeah. because of the Cleveland Browns. And well, what's kind of messed up about the whole situation with the Philadelphia 76ers is that a lot of fans actually enjoyed at least the idea of what they were doing. Because it's a little bit different in pro basketball is where you have to have you know, a pretty stacked roster just to be considered a contender for your conference. So it's like, do you want to hang around and be a team that's mediocre, that hits eighth, ninth, tenth place every year? Or would you rather, you know, suck for a few years, get a bunch of good prospects, and then try to make a run? Yeah, the, the problem with the Sixers, though, I think they've been doing it for too long. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, they, I think they purposely picked guys they knew were going to take a long time to develop. I mean, I, I honestly feel like they've been in the they've had one of the top five picks in every yeah. draft since Evan Turner. Yeah, and it's not like they exactly made those you know tickets cheap or next to nothing because they were putting this shitty product out. You know, they went on the strength of the other teams in the NBA, saying you get whatever we're putting on the court, and you get uh, LeBron wins with the Heat or the Cavaliers, or you get uh, Kevin Durant. You know, wherever he happened to be at that time. 
And, you know, just the idea of football teams tanking because we're huge NBA fans. But we know that in most cases, if a city has an NFL team, that is the dominant team in that city. Uh, Atlanta, uh, who just, you know, opened an amazing new stadium. But you have to buy a seat license just for the right to buy their tickets. Have you heard about that? No. That is a new phenomenon in sports where they're tired of uh, fan or fans X, Y, and Z buying tickets and then selling said tickets and making a profit, basically. Or, you know, people coming in and scalping. So a lot of teams, especially NFL teams, are selling seat licenses for... I think for a lot of them, the bottom line rate is around $500. What? Yeah. So you buy a license to basically be a potential season ticket holder, and then you can buy seats. I I don't quite get it. You know, there's a lot of people out there smarter than me, you know, making these decisions. But especially for the NFL the best possible seat every Sunday is on my couch. Mm -hmm. With Red Zone. Red Zone, NFL Network. Um, I'm a cheap bastard. So, you know, I use a high-definition digital antenna to watch my local football games. I don't need to pay DirecTV $100 to get, you know, CBS, NBC, and ABC. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. So... And I think it's really going to bite them, you know, because the average person can't afford it. There are only so many people or so many companies that can afford a corporate box, you know, to watch NFL games. Now, one thing I did see about the new Atlanta Falcon Stadium, which is Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's a pretty good sponsor. And they're in the middle of Atlanta, which is Coca-Cola country. So you can go to that game and get $2 Coca-Colas. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, anybody out there, when was the last time you went to a professional sports game of any kind and got any type of beverage for, you know, $2, unless it was like a special promotion night? Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's so. it's, it's unbelievable how much they charge you for that stuff. It, yeah. It's, you know, when you go to the movies, to the concession stand, yeah. you know you're getting screwed over. But you're we not used to, truly. We used to be in that business. Yeah, but you're not truly getting screwed over until you go to an NFL or an NBA stadium. Like, yeah. oh yes, I'd like a coke, please, ten dollars. Yeah, uh, like n- next year when I will probably go see a couple of Pacer games, they should be paying me to show up. You know, trading a star, and then for Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Now, now what they'll say is that he's a local star. Last time I checked, Indianapolis and Bloomington weren't right down the street. No. Um, and if this is a little too sportsy for you, this is our sports nerd week. So we'll probably have a few more of these as we go. Um, but yeah, yeah, in almost every situation, staying home and watching on your couch is the best way to go. Yes, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I can get up, go to the bathroom without having to wait in line. Yeah. 
Um, I don't have to deal parking. With, yeah, don't have to deal with parking. Don't have to deal with crowds. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I, if if the game gets boring, oh, guess what? I can flip it to a different one. Um, yeah, exactly. So, I was looking and I, I confirmed Kid was on two thousand three, NBA Live. Okay. I remember one that had Steve Francis on it. Must have been a dark year yeah, for oh, Steve wow. Francis to be on a video game cover. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I remember on NBA Draft Night a couple months ago, they referred to one guy as the next Steve Francis. It's like, I don't know how you should take that. I, I, I you know, a millionaire basketball player, but I don't, it's like the next Stephon Marbury. Oh, uh, hey, I mean, he's got a statue in China. He's doing something I mean, right. I could have a statue in China, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, but. All right, so we talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming season. So my prediction um, is Raiders versus the Seahawks. That would be interesting. Um, I definitely think Seahawks, out of that conference, the Seahawks are the most likely to go. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to not see the Patriots. I just I don't see how they can lose. I mean, even yeah. without even without Edelman, they're they're stacked. Well, just statistically, when you look back, there just aren't a ton of teams that went back-to-back. And I know Tom Brady is a god at this point, but he's still – he's is 40 or going yeah, to be 40? He, he turned 40 this year. There has to be a downturn at some point. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't want to see it. You know, I think it would be cool if he walked away. Yeah, it sucked seeing it with Peyton Manning. Yeah, that was rough, and you know, I was never a Brett Favre guy, but seeing him just essentially get knocked out of his career, yeah, and Peyton Manning making it to the Super Bowl but barely being able to complete a pass. Hey, he he won though. He, he went out a champion. I'll give he him did. credit. He did. You know, his defense definitely you know got him a title, but you know he was still a part of it. Um, but and I'm I'm not a Patriots guy. I'm not a Patriots hater either. But I don't want to see Tom Brady be terrible. He's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in yeah, my time. And, and that's the thing that sucks. I, I agree. I'm not a Patriots fan at all. Uh, but they're fun to watch. They're an exciting team to watch because yeah. they are so dominant on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. The way I see it is that if you give him more than 30 seconds at the end of the game, you might as well chalk it up. Yep. Uh, because he's going to figure it out. Yep. And, you know, and this is the first time I can remember where he had a lot of great receivers. You know, it's like he had <clears throat> he had Randy Moss at one point. He had Wes Welker. But it was never as stacked as it is right now. Um, I have more memories of him winning with less than I do with him winning with more. Yeah, I think that uh, Belichick does a good job of working with system guys. Yeah. I think what the real secret is is that Belichick is the guy. But what I want to see is when Tom Brady does re- retire, how good is that team? Uh, now, do you think they're, they're going to hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo um, until Tom Brady retires and then make him the guy? I mean, they've been holding on to him this long. Yeah. You know, they obviously see something in him. Yeah, because you remember last year when uh, Tom Brady has um, suspension that he may or may not you know, have deserved. And uh, Garoppolo had you know had a pretty good solid you know set of games. Yeah, I, th- I think Belichick is is really high on Garoppolo, and yeah. I think Robert Kraft respects the 
genius that is Belichick. Yeah, he certainly does. Um, enough to just let him let him do whatever he wants, you know. Um, just you know, back to that prediction of the Raiders versus the Seahawks. That would be Marshawn Lynch playing against his former team. Yeah, his so. much improved former team. Honestly, his team, um, in my opinion, the Seahawks are better than they were when they lost um, to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They're definitely a lot smarter, uh, you know, after the mistakes that they've made the last couple of years. Uh, I think it's all about Russell Wilson. If he comes out and has a great year, there's nothing that can stop them when they have that defense. But I guess <clears throat> my only question is, can they get past the Falcons? But I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to, you know, run it back uh, after what happened last year in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I would, ex- I would hope that they would continue and succeed um, because, I mean, Julio Jones is, is exciting to watch. Uh, Devontae Freeman is exciting to watch. Uh, Matt Ryan is, he's, he's MVP. I'll give him that. But, yeah. I don't uh, think he's going to win MVP ever again. Yeah. But. Um, so, I mean, I would like for the Falcons to succeed. I just don't see them succeeding anywhere near the level that they did last year. I think last year was just, for some reason, everything clicked on all cylinders. Yeah, I guess we'll just kind of see how the how the season goes. But All right, so we talked about uh, Madden NFL 18. We talked about the new uh, upcoming season. Um, so... Uh, just real quick, and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, how are you feeling about your fantasy chances this year? Feeling pretty good? Oh, man. I, I love all of I'm in four leagues, and I love my team in all of them. Okay. Love them. Okay. I, I think that um, it. I, I will be surprised if I only win two out of the four this year. Okay. I'm being cocky. Okay. But How many leagues were you in last year? Eight. Okay. So you've you've yeah. recovered a bit. Yeah. So I I, I've I've cut back. You yeah. know, I was uh, I was an addict to yeah. fantasy football. How many did you win last year? Two. Two out of eight. Two out I mean, of eight. That's not too bad. It's still twenty five percent. That's that's rough. That's terrible. Uh, well, spent, you know, when you play in money leagues, it's a little bit harder. Right. Exactly. I spent you know close to three hundred dollars last year, and I only yeah. won a hundred. So. And it probably wasn't much fun. To have eight leagues going, it was it was too much to handle. It really yeah. was. Uh, but this year, you know, I cut it down in half of four leagues, and honestly, it was going to be three. And at the spur of the moment, a buddy from high school hit me up and asked if I could be in one. Um, but four leagues allows me to really concentrate on the players and really kind of you know do the research and yeah. analysis and stuff needed to succeed. And That's I think sure. it worked. Yeah, I'm in uh, one league this year. Uh, there's uh, it's eight people playing, you know, small buy-in, so there's a, a slight cash opportunity. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think I did pretty well in my draft. I got the running backs I was looking for. I uh, got a couple solid tight ends um, to you know mess with everybody else. I took most of the good quarterbacks off the board. Uh, plus, when you only have eight people there aren't very many great quarterbacks in the league right now. So if you take three or four great quarterbacks, you know, it doesn't leave a lot left. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if, if Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady are off the board, um, you're, you're looking at, you know, those three guys mm-hmm. have averaged over 20 fantasy points a game for years. Yeah. 
Um, everybody else is down, you know, 17. And, and yeah, that's, you know, those three, aren't great numbers. three point difference is a, is a big difference in fantasy football. You know, that can make or break your championship. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll uh, do a quick review of Stephen King's It. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Destiny 2. Um, I have that ready to fire it up here momentarily. Uh, we might do uh, even a little quick preview for NBA 2K18. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, all the games to fall are good, but that's always the one I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, and luckily, you know, in, in two days we'll be able to download the prelude or yeah. however you I think I might even just skip it this year. Really? I'm going to check yeah. it out just because... Yeah, you know, I need to finish my first season on the franchise. You know, I'm in a tough battle for a playoff spot when you're playing with the Rams and there's nothing guaranteed. Uh, and then uh, Destiny 2 and movies and, you know, uh, it's no secret I'm getting married soon, so i got to work on that type of stuff. So plenty to do, lots of good stuff coming up this fall. Uh, you know, enjoy the first set of games this weekend. Uh, take your friend to see it but tell him you're going to see something else watch him shit his pants in the theater it's a good time for everybody it's going to be amazing all right have a good weekend everybody see ya